Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out the One Man Podcast. There's now over 200 episodes and dozens of bonus interviews, all of which are available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and many more. And you know what? If you don't have any of those apps, no big deal, because you can listen anytime at onemanpodcast.com. So be sure to subscribe, because it's always free, and there's a new episode out every Wednesday. And while you're at it, leave a review. It's a great way to help the podcast, and it doesn't cost you a thing. Follow One Man Podcast on all the major socials, and you'll get bonus content and pictures, fun stuff for yourself. And finally, if you have something that you want read on the show, send it to contact at onemanpodcast.com, because if you send it, I'll read it on an upcoming episode. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. What's up, everybody? This is DJ Demers. I'm K. Trevor Wilson. Hey, it's Krista Allen. Hi, this is Rick Mercier. What's up, guys? This is Paul Verzi, and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 223 for Wednesday, August 18th, 2021. How's it going, onesies? How are you guys doing? I am not doing too great. However, before I get into that, let me tell you what the One Man Podcast is, in case this is your first time stumbling across it. Um, This is comedian Josh Williams. This is my, my life. I tell you guys what's going on with me. Um, you know, personally, professionally, whatever has has happened with me in the previous week, you guys get an update on the one man podcast. I'll be telling you things like, for example, last week I hosted at absolute comedy. I'll tell you how that went. I had a bunch of people come out to that. I really appreciate that. I will tell you guys all about that. Um, what else? Uh, it's like, I, I was basically, I've been working on taxes, still working on taxes. I have so much stuff and I've just been under the weather because it's also allergy season. So my allergies are hitting me hard straight kicking the shit out of me if I'm honest about it, but I'll tell you guys about that. Uh, worked on taxes. I, uh, I forgot to announce the onesie of the month back in July. I'll be doing that a little bit later on in the show. I just watched a little bit of stuff, hung out with my buddy, Tommy Savitt, who was the headliner last week. I've got a last minute top five that I made for you guys, which I'm, I'm actually, uh, sometimes when I'm working on, I'm like, uh, let me pull something in my ass. The thing too, with the top five is, uh, it gives me something to talk about. Let's me go off in some sort of structured manner, but I'd really love to hear from you guys, you know, your top fives. It doesn't have to be the same top five as me, but I was, I was running this one by, uh, by someone this morning and then they got into it and they were telling me theirs and I was like, okay, this is good. Like, this is good. I like that when I talk about top fives, other people get into it. I just, I would love to hear from you guys. Um, send me, you know, it can be a top five that I've already done in the past. It can be uh, can be a suggested top five for me. It could be, you know, just some random top five for you. Um, again, I try to make them a little bit, uh, you know, not, I don't say vague. I don't like them to be too broad because then I feel like I burn through an entire subject that I can never revisit. I was like, Oh, top five, you know, bands. It's like, well, that's first off. It's almost like undeniable. Like you're never going to get anything unique or individualized when you're doing something like that. You know, top five movies of all time. You're going to get the same ones. You know what I mean? If you, that's the kind of thing. Like if you Google it, you're going to get a lot of overlap on the same one. So I like to do something specific. All right. So for, uh, for this, <laughs> this one, I'll even save the, the top five. I'll, I'll announce it when we get down there. Um, but I will, uh, yeah, well, fuck it. I'll do it now. Why not? Let's just do it now. I've got this week's top five. When I get there will be top five things I least look forward to every year. Um, now these are of course subject to change. They're just currently where they are in my life right now, but these are the top five things that I look forward to least every year, not the top five things that I hate the most every year. It's too negative. These ones I just look forward to the least. And of course that could change. 
that could change. Um, so yeah, I also have the uh, shittiest movie, which I, you know, I was looking for something. I usually I'll get to like, you know, two or three kind of crap movies throughout the course of the week, but, uh, just wasn't the case. I I'm, I'm glad I even got this one done. It is uh Wednesday. I normally like to record these on Tuesdays, but my allergies are so bad guys. I'm taking two different kinds of antihistamines and, uh, and this time of year. Yeah. Uh, it's just rough on me. It's rough on me. So I was going to get it done last night. I went to bed way too early. Uh, well, not too early. I felt like shit. So I went to bed early. Um, and then I woke up at four o'clock in the morning cause I went to bed way too early. And, uh, and I started banging out the, the list. I started writing the top five and I, I woke up because I was in such pain. Like my whole throat, I had the post nasal drips. So my throat was itchy. You know, uh, my ear canals were itchy. I was coughing like it just, and it's all allergies. It's all allergies. It's all COVID symptoms too, but it's all just allergies. I get brutal ragweed every year. So, uh, yeah, um, woke up started banging out a few more notes, uh, managed to put the top five together. And I took a, like a really strong kind of like Benadryl, like a double dose Costco sized Benadryl. And, you know, within the hour that I was awake, cause I was like, I'm going to just bang this thing out. You know, right now I'm recording on the zoom H one N, which is a handheld microphone. Um, I, I, set this up last night. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to, my desk is covered in tax binders and stacks of papers and everything like that. So to clear it off, to, to get the regular podcast set up, I was like, uh, I don't have the energy for that, but I'm like, fuck it. My handheld recorders actually got really good audio quality on it. I can do the podcast on this, you know, and I'll just, I go, maybe it'll be a shorter one. Cause I feel like shit, but, uh, within that hour, the pill started kicking in. So I managed to get the notes done. I was hoping to have this thing recorded, you know, in the middle of the night and then, you know, I'd wake up early and get it recorded. So, but I, I, what can I say? I, I slept in until about 10, woke up, needed another pill. Cause these, these allergies, man, I'm telling you, like they got no class whatsoever, no class, no sportsmanship. Like <coughs> I'm already, <coughs> excuse me, I'm already down on the ground and these fucking allergens are surrounding me and just boot fucking me. Like, you know, it's not like already's down, leave them alone. You know, there's nobody. You know, my, my allergy medications, my anti antihistamines come in enough to be like, okay, okay, break it up. He's down. He's down. He's down. But it's like a cop that goes, all right, stop it. All right. See you later. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's the second my antihistamines back is turned. These things are back to boot fucking me. You know what I mean? So I'm down. I'm, I'm down. I'm not feeling well. Um, I, I don't know how long this will be. Uh, obviously with my throat, my airways, everything messing with me. I don't know how long I'll be able to just talk straight before I start coughing constantly. So, um, apologies if this ends up being a short one, it's already late. Um, I was hoping to have this thing done and out by noon, at least for my people who, a few people who work a daily grind who, you know, might have some time in the afternoon. I will, I'm sure get texts and, uh, and, and Facebook messages like, where's the podcast? As I often do Wednesday, if it's not out. So we'll see if I get it out in time to avoid those, but Having said that, what do we, what do we do for this week? Why don't I tell you guys, uh, I finished the series love and I think I mentioned that, uh, last week I just had it on in the background while I was doing my taxes, which is probably one of the reasons I'm doing them at a snail's pace, but there's a lot of stuff. I'm also for what it's worth. I mean, as, am I making an excuse for myself just for the delay? If you guys are like, how does it take someone fucking two weeks to do taxes? Listen, um, I am doing other things. I just worked all last week in the evenings. Right. So I was, I was only doing them, you know, in the first part of the day in, you know, and around fucking drugs, just trying to stay awake and trying to, well, it's brutal, brutal. Did I just burp into the microphone? God damn it. 
classless animal. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah, I, I'd be like trying to do tax during the day, sneezing, like blowing my nose constantly, friggin' take antihistamines. And I'm like, Oh, I'm so wiped. I'm just gonna have like an hour long nap. It's just brutal. Just brutal. Kicking the shit out of myself all, all day. Uh, and then show. So anyways, during the day I throw on the series love, which is a great series. It's on Netflix. There's three seasons. It's, uh, finished after three seasons, the show wrapped up. So you're not left with like a cliffhanger and then you're like, what? No more show. Like you're, it's all self-contained. Great show has you up and down. Um, two people you may know, uh, Jillian Jacobs is one of the leads. Uh, I'd never heard of her before the show. Um, and then Paul Rust, uh, who was one, who's the, the lead in the, I love you, Beth Cooper movie. And he played one of the bastards in, uh, inglorious bastards. So anyways, it's a Judd Apatow produced thing. So it's, it's funny, but it's also kind of like visceral in terms of like how honest it is about, you know, relationships and the shit that can happen in them and stuff like that. So I, I thought it was a really good show. It was a really good show. It's really funny. at sometimes the characters are great. Um, you know, it's, and, and it kind of makes you look inwards in certain moments too. So I would definitely say if you haven't seen it, I like, I was watching it for the second time. I'd already gone through the entire series watching the second time, uh, still great show. And probably some point in my life, I'll revisit it again too. It's just a really good show. It's just a really good show. Very, very interesting. Um, also has like a lot of like Los Angeles entertainment industry. So like, you know, so you get to, you know, kind of peek behind the curtain of the entertainment industry a little bit at the same time as well. Um, definitely suggest that show love, love with Paul Russ, Jillian Jacobs is produced by Judd Apatow. Okay. Um, do, 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 do. What else do we do? Um, I, yeah, I told you guys I was working on taxes. There's nothing exciting about that. The onesie of the month for July guys. Uh, I do have to say the onesie of the month, my buddy Max. Okay. Max was great. Max is the one who just out of nowhere, was like, Hey man, would you like to come out to BC? And despite the fact that I may have had an up or down time while I was there, um, the fact that he was just listening to the podcast, like, you know, who could use a getaway Josh and then to, to hook everything up and make it so that it was so affordable for me and everything like that. Can't tell you how grateful I am to my buddy, Max. So Max throwing together a fucking imp- And we're talking about like taking care of accommodations. We had a spot to stay in sun peaks when we were there, like really pulling out the stops, uh, Big, uh, big tip of the cap and big, uh, thank you to Max. Max was definitely onesie of the month for July. I made his little graphic the other day. I'll be posting that. And it's so late. Cause you're like, Josh, isn't it August 18th? Yeah, it is August 18th. And I, I must've just missed posting it. So, um, room, uh, room for onesies of the month on, uh, in August guys, send an email, something, uh, you know, reach out. It's not going to take much this month. I'll tell you. Cause I have not had a lot of interactions with any of you guys. So um, you know, we got another episode or two. Send me as I mean, I'll contact the one man podcast.com. I would love to make one of you guys a onesie of the month would be great. Love to hear from you. Love to hear from you. Um, you know, are you fighting any allergies guys? Anything literally, as I'm saying this right now, as you're listening to it, if you don't have a mop in your hand or you're driving, just whip at your phone, contact at one man podcast.com. And just be like, Hey, I think my buddy Ivan was even saying one time, he's like, I love how I sent you a message. that was like, Hey asshole. And I read it. Of course. Absolutely. I don't care what you say. Just the fact that you reach out. Um, we got a lot of, uh, international listeners this month, which I appreciate. I would love to hear from, from anybody overseas who's listening. How did you come across the podcast? What do you like about it? What do you not like about it? You know, I have, I have way more friends who are happy to tell me what they don't like about my podcast than what they do. So it would mean the world to me. Do you hear that? Just a simple, you know, I, I, every day I get emails into that, that one man podcast box, but it's usually like from like either my, you know, off or, or like the, the tracking 
metric companies and things like that. So it's always just like data. I, I every, but every time I see that little one next to the mailbox, I'm like, oh, maybe I got an email from a onesie. And lately it has not been the case. So guys, any of you, any of you just take a second, even just, Hey buddy, this is the podcast. Here's an email, man, whatever that it would feel like there's someone else on the other side of this void. That's all. <laughs> I know there is. There's lots of people who've, who've come out to shows and stuff last week who were like, oh yeah, I heard you're going to be there, which is great. I know, I know you guys are listening. I know you're listening. It's just like a, it's like one of those radios where it's like, we can hear the signal, but the mic's broken on our end. And that person's like, is anyone hearing me? Is anyone hearing me? For the love of God, the zombies are coming. Um, so yeah, uh, onesie of the month still up for grabs in August gang. Um, banging up those taxes. Oh man. Let me tell you, my life is fun. It's basically just, just sitting in front of your entering information into Excel spreadsheets and then organizing it into fucking binders and, and stuff. I do more than, here's the thing too. I do more than is necessary for my taxes. So instead of just like some people would just like put all the receipts in a pile, add them up and then throw the number in. Like I document what they are because there's a lot of tax rules that a lot of people don't know. I'm not saying I know more than anyone else. I, in fact, I'm pretty comfortable that I know less. However, there are some things I know that a lot of people don't seem to know. Like a lot of people say, at least in Canada, remember I'm a Canadian coming at you live from the capital of the country. But a lot of people say, oh, like you can write off your uniform or whatever. If you have to buy this for clothing or whatever. and you can't, um, I, I, I've heard people say that for years. In fact, for years, I did do that. I would write off clothing and things like that. Sorry, guys. I'm holding it by the handle, my little recorder here. I've got a, a screw in handle that makes it so there's less handling, but you can tell the second I touch the actual unit itself, any moving, you can hear the plastic. So anyways, I apologize. Um, there's a, uh, for years, people write off like, oh, you can write off your uniform. And if you have to buy this clothing or, you know, write off that you can't. Uh, in Canada, and I have verified this because I hate spreading misinformation. You cannot write off uniform. Um, some people will, you'll write it off, but if you get audited on it, it'll, it'll come back. Um, and I remember I called the three different tax services to ask them to, to just check, to make sure the information I was being given was in fact accurate. And they said, yes, because it's, it's the reason that they don't allow it. There was a point in, in time where they did, but the reason they don't allow that anymore is that your average Joe has to go to work in clothing, right? Like if you work in an office and you don't have a uniform, you still have to have clothing to show up to work and you can't write off regular clothing. So it's unfair. It was something that was unfair for uh, people who wore a uniform to have to write off their uniform, um, which was, and all of them explained it to me that way. There was like, it was basically just like, yeah, they, to the point where two of them even said to me, like they use the exact same example. They said, even police officers aren't allowed to write off like their Kevlar. You have to buy that for work. It's, it's yes, but your average, if it's clothing or uniform, it's not expensive. So the reason I do so much documentation of my, my taxes that everything I write off, I put it like date receipt, you know what I mean? Like amount, all that shit, what it is into spreadsheets. So that if I get audited, I can hand them a binder. They can flip to that month, look and see what the item is and then pull it out of that stack month of receipts. So just it honestly, it just saves me a huge headache. Uh, it's actually just way easier for me to find. So I've created my own Dewey decibel system for my own taxes. So the idea is that if, if they say, Hey, send us this receipt, I'm not like, Oh my God, digging through a bunch of papers and things like that to try to find, Oh, where is that receipt? Everything is, is organized. So it costs me more time in the process. But when, when it comes time to having to prove that, of course, 
Uh, again, just in case anyone's like, well, I don't have to do all that stuff. Just in case uh, I'm a stand-up comedian uh, and I'm subcontracted marketing employee. Like I, I'm self-employed. So like everything I do, like all my gas receipts for all the driving I do for stand-up, any equipment, this podcast, even though it doesn't make me uh, much, if any money, um, everything I do, this, this handheld recorder, you know? all the accessories, the, uh, memberships that I pay. So when I pay for Alphonic, if I pay for sh Photoshop monthly, the Mac, you know, uh, iCloud storage I use to, to put all these episodes, um, the Podbean account, like everything is all expensive. It's all a cost of doing business in my, you know, my self-employment enter entertainment, whatever. So all of that shit has to be documented, right? Um, it's, it's just a shitload of work. It's, it's honestly, all of the physical receipts I'm given, I keep, but throughout the course of the year now, obviously it would be easier for me if I just did these constantly, but everything from when I was doing the reader center gig, I told you guys about a couple of weeks ago, like I took lift, you know, each way. Well, that's a business expense. I had to take that for work. You know what I mean? And then of course the parking receipts, once I realized it was actually cheaper to park there than it was to, to Uber or whatever, but every one of those receipts I get, you know what I mean? Like when it sends me an electronic email receipt, I have to go in, print it documented in the thing and then stick it in the, the file. Like it's just time. That's all. So just, I have had the odd person just be like, why does it take you so long to do taxes? I don't work one job where I get a pay stub every week where they tax me. And then I just go, Oh, but I've got dependents and I've got this and click done. Like I, I have to keep every receipt because I get paid cash a lot of times. So I have to do a lot of, I have to even to document my income, forget expenses, documenting my income takes forever. I have to go through my calendar and all of the, cause I don't get paid uh check or, or e-transfers for a lot of stuff. A lot of it's cash. Here you go. Well, I have to claim that. You know what I mean? Now I don't have to claim all of it. You know what I'm saying? But uh, no, the, the, the thing is when I get the stuff, I have to print that off. So here's all my, my income doesn't come from one place. It comes from so many different places, so many different marketing agencies. I have to collect all of that, document it, add it together, put those total. Like it's just, I'm not trying to complain. There's always someone like if I explain something, maybe it's, maybe it's like the anxiety in my voice. I don't know what it is, but if I'm like explaining some people, look, like, you're complaining. I'm like, I'm not complaining. I'm trying to explain the vast process of, of doing this. Now I have thought about it before. I'm like, why don't I just once a month go through all my shit? But even then it would take me like a full day of, of typing everything in. Nah, maybe not a full day. I am an artist. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a creative. So staring at a fucking screen and entering shit into a spreadsheet is not my jam. All right. You want to make my eyes roll back in the head with boredom. That's the thing. So when I'm forced to do that, whether it's, you know, one day a month or, or a week and a half a year, it's basically like a day for each month. It almost seems like, yeah, I'm going to go slow and I'm going to get distracted because it's fucking boring, but it has to be done. It has to be done. Um, I feel like I'm saving you guys. Trust me. I'm saving you time. You're like, why are we listening to you talk about this in, in detail? Listen, I'm saving you time later. It's part of the top five this week. Okay. I'll just, I'll, I'll give you a little, little hint, but, um, that's where I'm at with all of, all of the, the tax stuff. So you're just like, why is it taking so long? Listen, this is why the, the podcast does not have a lot of content. Uh, you know, last week or this week is just so much tax stuff. <laughs> Excuse me. I feel like shit guys. Uh, my throat hurts everything. Oh, the allergies, allergies and taxes. They're a one, two punch that I don't think I've ever done at the exact same time. 
So it sucks. But uh, anyway, so if you ever just been like, why does, you know, every year when you talk about doing your taxes, it sounds like it's such a long ordeal. It It is only for that reason. Expenses, tracking income, documenting it, printing it, organizing it. It's just, it takes time and it's boring. So I daydream like a motherfucker. I'm not on Ritalin or anything. I'll own it. I have ADD. I actually realize a week tomorrow, I have an interview to talk to an author for a book. I haven't started, huh? How about this guy on top of his shit, you know, and I have a skip the dishes promo that I got to get my ass in, in gear on. Uh, yeah. And I, and I don't even know when these taxes are going to get filed. They need to get, they need to get done ASAP. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> fuck. I sound like a lunatic. All right. Um, so let's move on. Let's move on with podcast. Um, I also watched, uh, Marvel's what if, I guess a new series that came out one episode down, uh, so far Marvel's what if I remember there was a comic book series, uh, that I didn't read by the way, never read, never really read comic books, guys. I know that there were stories in comics. I could get that from like Wikipedia, but I've never read them. There was a period of time when my buddy, Nick Perron gave me, um, I still have it too, a, a hard drive filled with comics like all the classics right from the dawn of, of time. Like some of them, they had to get off like microfiche and I'm not even joking. Um, but I started reading the Marvel comics in the golden era. So that would be like the early sixties. And, uh, I think I mentioned this on the podcast before, cause I think I was doing the podcast when that, when, when he first gave it to me, it was like, um, the, like Marvel came out with like all of their mainstays, you know what I mean? Like their big names, like all like within the span of a year, not all of their mainstays, but, but you know, like if I told you that like Wolverine didn't come out to the seventies or whatever, you'd be like, okay, but he's obviously a popular one now. But when I say like the fantastic four, Spider-Man, Iron Man, uh, you know, Ant-Man, uh, Hulk, like all of the big ones, Thor, um, I'm trying to think of a couple of those. Anyways, like all the big ones that are like, you know, the, 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 the headliners, the a team, the starters, uh, all came out in the span of a year. So Marvel had been doing comics for a long time. Now they, they did them like way back in the thirties. They also used to have like, uh, Western comics and like world war two comics. So it wasn't all just superheroes, but in the early days of Marvel, they did, I don't know why I'm telling you guys all this, just like me justifying that I read like comics for like a couple of weeks, but, um, I started in like 1961 where it's like fantastic four first, first fantastic four comic. Cause all they had superheroes before that was, um, uh, they had, uh, come on, come on brain, uh, human torch, captain America and Namor, which was supposed to be Roman backwards, but Namor, the submariner. So, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Namor the Submariner was basically Marvel's version of Aquaman, except he wasn't a hero. He was like the main, he was just some, you know, some guy breathing in water. So Aquaman, I thought, I thought the Submariner was a ripoff of Aquaman, but in true DC fashion, they ripped off the character and then just made a stupider, a more stupid uh, name for him. Um, the Human Torch was not actually Johnny Storm. He was an android or whatever. So he was a robot who could turn into fire or whatever. Um, and then there was Captain America and Captain America obviously came out world war two and then his character disappeared. So 
in that year of of comics where they came up with Spider-Man. Like, for example, the first one they did to really like, whoa, the first superhero family was the Fantastic Four. So they brought back the Human Torch, only they made it Johnny Storm. It was no robot or anything like that. And then Nick uh, Perot informed me that years later they uh, years later they they brought back the Android for something or whatever. But those Fantastic Four comments, you know, uh, Mister Fantastic, uh, Invisible Girl, Human Torch, and the thing that was like their big thing, Fantastic Four. Now I remember reading some of these comics, and Namor the Submariner ended up being like a like a villain. Uh, he was the guy who was trying to constantly kidnap invisible girl and, and win her over. And it was actually like, you know, the, this thing where she kind of had feelings for, it was kind of weird. It was just weird. It was like, Oh my God, this guy's going to lose his chick to some ocean dude. Uh, the human torch. And it was very weird. He, they, it was so like sixties talk. They were always like, Oh, dames, who knows what to think of them and what they're going to say. The, uh, the thing had his blind girlfriend. Uh, she was in it. I don't remember her name. Uh, sorry, girlfriend who is blind. Um, it was just whatever. It was interesting. Um, the human torch was always doing things that made absolutely no sense. Um, like he would create like, oh, I created a flame net. So it's like he'd throw a net over someone that was made of flames. It's like you can shoot fire, dude. You can't weave it. Imagine a flame net. It's literally like dancing in air. You just run through it. Burn for half a second. It's stupid. But it's the 60s, right? Science wasn't their strong suit, I guess. I don't know. But <clears throat> I remember there being like an asbestos man. Like he, like literally he made himself a suit of asbestos to fight the human torch. And it's like, now that we know what we know about asbestos, it's like that guy, you know, that guy died of lung cancer, basically put on a suit made of asbestos and fight in it, have it crack and go into your lungs. Oh boy. That guy's dead. Anyways, all this is to say, wow, I thought this was gonna be a short one. Uh, apparently I have nothing but stuff to talk about. Just nothing. Anyways, <laughs> going off on a tangent about comic books. It was a fun thing to see where everyone's, where everyone started from. Like, um, I remember, so yeah, the human, the, 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 the fucking fantastic four stories were so goofy, but again, it was the sixties, the entertaining kids, superheroes are relatively new, right? Like DC was rocking Batman and, and Superman and, uh, and probably wonder woman at that point. So this is like the early sixties. Mm. Sorry, gang. Really, really not feeling well. I'm doing my best to plow through it. And I think that this just yakking is a good distraction. But um, yeah, the um, <laughs> Thor's character was a Dr. Don, Don, not Don Draper. That's the guy from fucking Mad Men. Something Draper, Thomas Drake or something like that. Anyways, they they gave a little nod to it in the Thor movie, but he wasn't like, it was weird. So it was like, it was this regular doctor who found a stick in a cave and it's like when he whacks the stick on the ground, he becomes Thor, the God, you know, the, the, the same God from Asgard and everything like that. But it was just weird. Cause it was almost like, so they never really explained like, is he possessed by this stick? You know, it's not like, it's not like in the movie where he's just, I just was born Thor. I've always been Thor. I'm always a, you know, I've been a, a God since the beginning. It's, it's like the, the, the essence of Thor. It's almost like Shazam. You know what I mean? Where like the essence of it was in there. In fact, they wouldn't surprise me if that's where that, that original thing is what DC stole the idea from Shazam for. So the whole idea is like, it's just a dude. And when he whacks the stick on the ground, the stick becomes the hammer and he becomes Thor. So it was just, but so it was just always weird. And he was like, he was lame and not lame as in like socked, 
but lame as in like he had like bad like bad legs or whatever like that. So he was this weak doctor and Jane Foster who was Natalie Portman in the movies was like his nurse assistant or whatever it was. So it was just like, and there was always this whole, like, you know, how come the doctor's always missing when Thor's around that kind of shit? You know what I mean? So that was how the Thor stuff started. So every time Thor needed to be Thor and it was like, there was times where he's like, Oh no, I need to turn into Thor, but there's nothing for me to like, he's falling and there's nothing for him to whack his stick on or whatever. The comics were really like really boring in my opinion, by today's standards sort of conflict and dialogue and stuff, they were born, but they were, they were made in the sixties. Um, Iron Man was the same thing. He was in like Vietnam and the same thing, like shrapnel going to his heart. So he had to like, uh, he had to have like this chest plate that he had on all the time, all the time. So like, just imagine this giant chest plate that you're wearing all the time under your pajamas and everything. Like I imagine that'd be particularly heavy, especially with the metals that they had back then. And the funny thing was, he didn't have like an arc reactor in his chest that was powering it. Like he, there was so many times where he literally had to like sit and plug himself into the wall to like recharge his chest plate to keep him alive. But it was the same idea. It was the same idea. Something happened to him. The chest plate keeps him alive and he's Iron Man. And then it was funny. Like he would have like these, you know, after a while he would have these collapsible things. So it like, you'd see a metal boot that was like folded up the size of a sock. And it's just like, Oh, I just drop it down. And it's like, they wanted you to believe shit that was unbelievable at the time. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, look, it just folds up to the size of a postage stamp. But then you you slide it open and it's just a full fucking metal boot. So it's part of it was fun to see the shit that like people would buy into back then. But of course, you're reading a fucking superhero comic and it's made for kids. So, you know, it's like video games, right? For the longest time, it's like, ah, what are you reading comics for? What are you reading those stories for? This is for kids. What are you playing video games for kids? It's like, well, now you see now you see just how popular they are. Right. I mean, a lot of shows and stuff like that based on video games and comic books, and how much money they make. Everybody wants to believe in things greater than themselves. You know what I mean? We all want to see ourselves in the struggles, blah, blah, blah. Um, was there another one that was worth talking about? The Hulk was the gamma rays, man. We all know that big, big uh, explosion in the desert and he got hit with the gamma rays. He actually saved some little kid, Jimmy or whatever, pushed him into a trench, but he got hit with the gamma rays. And then that's, you know, at first it was, uh, he, I think at first he had to get hit with the gamma rays to turn into the Hulk. So when he first started, it wasn't an anger thing. It wasn't like he gets angry and he turns into the Hulk. It was like, he would get hit with gamma rays and then he would turn into the Hulk. And then when he was done, he'd have to step on a pad and it would shoot him again. And it would, it would make him back, you know, into the regular Bruce Banner. Um, Spider-Man, everyone knows, everyone knows Spider-Man's story. Spider-Man story was exactly what it was. It hasn't changed over the years. Just the only thing that's ever changed is it goes from a radioactive spider to a genetically enhanced spider. But 20 minutes after I brought this subject up is that there was a series of comics at one point in Marvel's history called the what if series. And so, uh, Disney, like it'd basically be things like, I mean, fuck, I, I'm gonna have a hard time coming up with it. It's like, yeah, but what if, what if Gwen Stefani, Gwen Stefani, <laughs> what if Gwen Stacy, <laughs> that'd be a fun. What if, what if Gwen Stefani, while she was in no doubt was bit by a radio, no, it's like, what if, what if Gwen Stacy was bit by the radioactive spider instead of Spider-Man? And then that's where you get things like spider Gwen from like a whole series that would shoot off. Cause it was like, Oh, I was so popular. But the what if series is just like, what if instead of this, it was that, you know what I mean? What if, you know, I don't know. I really, I, I never read any of them. Like, you know, so I think the one that I just watched 
Uh, there's only one out on Disney Plus, so they're now doing the What If series in a really cool animated uh, version. It's not so much cartoony as it is like this 3D animated kind of. It's not like Pixar. It's hard to explain. It's something in between uh, cartoon and Pixar, but it's really animation is really good on it. But it's called uh, What If, and the first one that they have out, you can watch a trailer which gives you an idea of a bunch of different ones. But uh, the first one that they have out is like What If Peggy Carter. Uh, got the super soldier serum instead of Captain America. And so, you know, the whole episode is, is like, you know, you see a lot of the things that you saw from the Captain America movie, the first Avenger, right? So it's like her that goes into the chamber instead of him. And I won't tell you the circumstances around it, but she goes in, becomes the super soldier. Um, a lot of things, you see a lot of nods to what happened in the Captain America movie, but just from the, what if it was agent Carter? So it's, it's, there's some differences, and then there's also a lot of similarities. The scene on the train in Captain America still happens, just not exactly the same way, right? There's still the scene where she saves the howling commandos, which, by the way, um, I was mentioning before about how Captain America used to have, or not Captain America, sorry, Marvel used to have uh, World War II comics. Well, uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character, Nick Fury, uh, used to be a white guy named Nick Fury, and he was... A World War II. So he was still the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. in the Marvel comics, but he was a World War II, uh, you know, commander or whatever. And he had he had a squad of guys with him. I think it was called like Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos or whatever. But the whole idea was these guys back in World War II, uh, it was goofy. It was a silly, like just over the top World War II. Every, you know, they'd fight Nazis in every episode, like or episode, every every edition or whatever. But the thing was the, the howling commandos were his, his dudes. Nick Fury was later taken by Marvel and used as the head of shield or whatever. So he was, he didn't just come out of nowhere. He was actually from their world war two stories, which had no superheroes whatsoever. And in the movie, Captain America, the first Avenger, the group of guys that are with him, the, in the top hat with the mustache and everything like that, all those guys who are fighting with him up. Uh, are the Howling Commandos. So that was a, a pull from the original comic books and they threw it in there. Again, this is only because I read I read like a year and a half of Marvel comics. So I just went, okay. I went on Wikipedia and I found like the release uh, order of like Marvel. So like they released this comic and then this comic came out, then that one. So it'd be like a, a Fantastic Four comic, then a Spider-Man comic, then a Howling Commandos comic and then blah, blah. So I was reading all of those. I was just like, okay, I banged through all of them. So I was sort of seeing like, and there'd be some crossovers with the characters, the very first Avengers comic, right? So once they introduced like Ant-Man and, and you know, the wasp and Hulk and, and Thor and whatever, Iron Man, they had a, they had a, uh, what do you call it? Uh, an Avengers and Loki was the first villain, you know, Loki was fucking around with Thor right from the get go. So that's why the first Avengers movie was like, Loki was literally a nod to, you know, uh, everything that they had done leading up to that point, you know, like, and, and, and the origins of, of the Avengers. Uh, and then not long afterwards, I guess they decided to bring captain America back. Um, they had an app, they had an edition of, of fantastic four where Johnny storm, when it was fighting captain America, like, Oh my God, it's captain America. He's got the shield and everything. And then it turned out to be some guy called the acrobat who was just pretending to be captain America. But at the end of the comic, it was like, we did trick you guys. We didn't mean to this, but the good news is you seem to be interested in Captain America comics. So we have some good news for you. And then like a month or two later, they released another Avengers where they find Captain America frozen in ice, just like in the movies. And that's how Captain America, you know, came back to Marvel after like 30 years, right? They had old Captain America, world war two comics that had Bucky in them, by the way, 
later to be the winter soldier. This is just a bunch of nerd shit. I'm sorry if it's boring to you guys. Um, whatever it's content. Fuck you. And I don't, my throat doesn't hurt as much talking constantly. I can, I actually attribute the pain in my throat to constant prattling over, over just sitting here sore. So I'm like, yeah, it hurts. Cause you're not shutting up Josh, but the, the what if series, <laughs> you know what? This is what it is. It's free guys. You can have your money back if you don't like it. Um, the, uh, the what if series appears to be like every week they'll do a, a, a what if this happened instead of that. So it was kind of cool to see the, the Peggy Carter one. Like, was it the most interesting thing ever? No, the animation was incredible. Visually it was incredible, but, uh, but it was just kind of like, it was basically just like kind of telling that story again with a couple different little things in it. It was cute. It was good to see. Um, they're going to be doing more of them. Like if you watch the trailer, you get a kind of an idea of what they're going to do, but it's basically just like, Hey, what if instead of this, that happened. And, uh, and the series too, like the, they had, um, uh, Haley Atwell who plays Peggy Carter. Uh, they had Sebastian Stan playing Bucky. Like they had all of the characters from the movie. The only one who wasn't reprised was it didn't seem to be Chris Evans doing his voice for Steve Rogers. Um, and I don't think it was Hugo weaving doing the voice for red skull. Um, but aside from that, it was like all of the regular characters from, from the thing, um, was it, it was a cool, it was a cool thing to watch. I mean, I, I really talked comics way too long on that and I apologize, but, um, it, I, I only know what I know of, of the, what if, like I said, my buddy, Nick Perone gave me so many comics that I know that when I was moving them into their folders, I saw the Marvel, what if folder, and there's a lot of cool concepts in the comics, you know what I mean? But, uh, in terms of, of the show, there's only one episode so far and it's what if, Hey, what if Peggy became the one who was the, the thing instead of not the thing, <laughs> what if she was a rock monster? Uh, what if she became captain America instead of that? And she's actually uh captain Carter is what they call her. And she's got like the union Jack on her and stuff. Cause there's no, you know, she became the thing. There's no need to Americanize her, right? She's fucking British. So they have her on there. Um, good show. Good show. It was fun to watch. Uh, and I look forward to seeing what the other episodes are. I finished the Loki series. I don't know if I, meant, I mentioned that, but Loki, by the time it was all said and done, I was like, whatever, don't care. Um, you know, obviously big budget, obviously looks visually nice. Uh, I found it incredibly boring. Uh, didn't really answer any questions for me. They basically say right at the end of it, Loki will return for season two. So they're, they're going to keep doing it. But um, their explanation for everything that was going on every time they would be like, oh, but this is just a <gasps> something else. It was like, still nothing, still absolutely nothing. So you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, and, and no explanations. So maybe like my friends were telling me, oh, it stands alone on itself. Like when you're all done, you're just like, wow, this was good. Uh, it didn't, maybe they'll explain more later. But if this was like the first movie, it would end with you scratching your head going, I don't understand what's going on. Uh, so that one, I won't go off on a tangent. Um, I like uh, the, the acting was fine. Everything, the budget was good. The, the effects were great. Like it, it looks like a Marvel movie. It's just, by the time it's all said and done, I'm like, I, what, so what's happening? Sorry. Who's in charge of the time? Why, why is any of this happening? Um, which is not a good way to be left at the end of a movie. Right. Um, what else? All right, guys, come on. I'm, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. What time are we uh, here? Uh, 37 minutes. Wow. I might actually squeeze more than an hour out of this one inadvertently. Um, I got to do shows last week. I was hosting an absolute comedy. I had lots of nice people come out and I'll talk about that in a moment. I, uh, well, I may, I may as well start saying thank you. So nothing really stands out from the shows too much. Like they were, they were all pretty much sold out 
uh, socially distanced sold out, which means that in a room that normally holds like 190 people, there was like 80 in them. So it was about half past. It was nice to be full. It was nice to be performing shows. It felt good. People were having a good time. I enjoyed myself. Um, I want to say a big thank you to Jenna from Sage. Uh, she came out to the show, brought her husband and some friends. Uh, that was absolutely fantastic. Uh, as I mentioned, Jenna is the one who I've referred to as the head witch at, uh, at Sage, the one who, uh, who bewitched me and made me a, uh, a Sage junkie. Now I've got friggin' essential oils. I'm telling you, I'm rubbing peppermint halo all over myself and putting sleep well on before bed. I used to be able to sleep, uh, without, without witchcraft. And now apparently I need it. I need to, I need to feel peppermint on my head. I probably should have put some peppermint. Halo, man, this is all the free plugs I'm giving them. I like their stuff, guys. I've been diffusing all week, been using my my oils. You know, I'm I'm definitely uh, part of the coven now. But I've I've decided that she's a good witch. She's a good witch, and um, and very grateful. I don't know if she'll hear this, but very very grateful for the fact that she came out to the show. Um, so so what a good person, right? Met me during that Rito Center promo, was very kind and helpful to me, very, very sweet. And then on top of that, came out to the show to support, you know, your boy. So uh big thank you to uh to Jenna and her people for coming out. I hope they had a good time and uh, I look forward to seeing them again uh the next time I'm in need of some oils there. Um I wanna thank my buddy Mikey, Mike LeBlanc fellow comedian um mikey came out to one of the shows it was nice to catch up with him i haven't seen him in a while mikey of course my good buddy in stand-up we went to los angeles together we've gone to new york together good buddy of mine it was nice to see him and i'm i'm happy that he's doing well uh we didn't get to hang out long because i've been trying to just you know again with all the tax work i've been trying to get myself in do my show say thank you and then get the fuck out of there um yeah. So thanks to Mikey for coming out. It was good to see my buddy. Um, big, uh, thank you. And, uh, you know, happy birthday to my buddy, Ivan, of course it was his birthday last week. So it's not belated. I fucking wish him a happy birthday on his birthday. So I'm just gonna say happy birthday to Ivan, Ivan, and my buddy, Peter, uh, appreciate them coming to one of the shows. Ivan actually came on his birthday. So that was, uh, that was a uh, very, very kind for my buddy to come spend his birthday uh, evening, you know, with me, uh, the show, we had a good time, got to hang out and catch up and everything like that. Ivan, of course, has, uh, has made me aware that he hates the term onesie, hates it. I hate fucking onesies. Stupid. Um, well, I, I, I gotta be honest. I don't think it's, I, I like it. I like onesie. People think onesies are cute as an item. I think that, uh, somebody suggested my buddy, Chris, uh, who has co-hosted many episodes with me. Chris, uh, was one of the ones who suggested that I remember years ago, I'm like, Hey, what should we call you guys as an audience? Right. A lot of radio stations and things like that. Like, you know, they call their listeners something. I'm like, what should we call you guys? And that was back when people used to send me emails. So I got emails, people making suggestions. And of course, onesie for the one man podcast that was there. And I'm like, I like that one. So I put together a few front runners and then we put it to a vote and you guys onesie onesie is what you wanted. You know what? Onesie. I like very much who listens to the one man podcast onesies that's who or whom um so yeah he, he let me know he doesn't like the term i'm like yeah whatever it is it's cute and and uh, ivan does listen to the podcast and uh and whether he likes it or not he's a, he's a onesie because of that that's just that's just that's all it takes to be a onesie is did you listen to the podcast do you listen on a semi-regular basis um and he's a good buddy so i can't imagine him stopping listening to the podcast just to make that statement untrue I'm not going to listen. <laughs> I don't want you calling me an absolutely adorable name. Uh, but I do want to thank my buddy for coming out to the show. Uh, I got to, you know, 
I got to see him on his birthday. Always a pleasure to see him. Uh, him and I are both like nerds for different things. Like, like he hates Marvel movies and I hate the fast and the furious movies, but he's all about the, the fast and the furious movies. And, uh, and I'm, you know, I'm a sucker for the Marvel movies, although I'm really losing interest with the series. It was almost like, um, it was almost like when Marvel had that stuff on Netflix. Now, of course, I think they sold the rights to Netflix. So they were doing like the daredevil series. And when that first one, that first daredevil season came out, it was good, except he wasn't dressed like a daredevil. You know, he wasn't dressed in the costume. He literally wore it for like three seconds at the end of the first season. Right. So you're just watching this guy in like a bandana going around kicking ass. It was, it was fun. And then Jessica Jones came out Jessica Jones, first season of Jessica Jones. Awesome. Super awesome series. Um, and she just kind of walks around and like, it's funny. They did kind of like a quick nod to like the costume that she wore in the comics, but then it was just kind of like, she's in jeans and a leather jacket and Kristen Ritter did a great job with her. Uh, so that if you're looking for a good series, I would definitely say, watch the first season of daredevil, watch the first season of Jessica Jones, the first season of Jessica Jones, even better than daredevil. Um, but then they were like, okay, now let's do like another season of daredevil, which was dumb. And then they brought Punisher in and the whatever. And so they, when they finally did the defenders, which was like their version of Avengers, they thought it was, Oh, it's gonna be great. Like the only person wearing the costume was daredevil. So it's kind of like all these people just kind of showing up like regular people. And he's like dressed like an idiot. It kind of, it was kind of stupid, you know, I don't know. It's, um, the, the shows were good, you know, um, but they really, they, the first, like I said, first season of daredevil, first season of Jessica Jones. Good. Then everything just started to get stupid from there. Um, and I kind of feel that way about these, uh, Disney plus Marvel shows, despite the fact that they got the budget, you know what I mean? Like, like, uh, WandaVision was a little confusing off the top, but it ended strong. It got good ended strong. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, good production value, but I was just like, I just don't think I care about the story. And I also was under the understanding that they thought they were getting a movie, uh, initially. So or they thought they were getting longer or something like that, where it was just like it, it, they had to either stretch it out needlessly or cram it down, which didn't make sense. I think it's more that they had to stretch it out and it feels like there's a lot of fluff in it. Um, low key first episode. I'm like, okay, I'm in, I'm like, Falcon and the soldier. I'm like, yeah, I was, you know, the, the Captain America movies have always been a little political. So maybe that's what they're going through with this. Plus they have to, you know, pass the torch of cap. So they got some work to do in this one. Maybe it's more of just, you know, structuring. And then, I was like, okay. And then, and then Loki, I'm like, I don't think I care. I don't think I care. Uh, like it took me a long time to go back and kind of force myself to watch episodes of it. And it ended, I think it was stupid. Um, so the people who were like, I got a buddy, I'm not going to name him. He knows who he is. If he's listening right now, put down the mop for a second and pay attention since you're constantly disagreeing with me. Um, <laughs> but I won't name you not being a prick. He's, he's a good dude, but he's a fanboy. Oh yes. Ivan was also mentioning that he hates my slurping, but, um, I, uh, my buddy was like, Oh, Loki was great. And you gotta wait till the end. It's so good. He's a fanboy in the sense of he likes something. He's, he's, he's ever the optimist and ever positive about it. Now, don't get me wrong. That's a great quality to have. I like people who are positive, excited for things, stuff like that. You know what I mean? But it's, it's, um, it's misleading positivity. So instead of being like, ah, it kind of ends and it doesn't really make a lot of sense that like they try to make sense of it, but it doesn't really, he was just like, oh no, it's great. It all makes sense in the end. And it's all, you know, it's all wrapped up and you can tell like what they're doing with it. It's like, no, they're just stretching it out. They've really, they haven't ended any story. So you're like, uh, what's happening. They started doing that with telltale games where you're buying this video game. That's episodic. In fact, uh, speaking of telltale, the animation from Marvel's what if looks exactly like the telltale games, but 
the idea with it is like, you know, you're buying this game. All right. I've talked about this in the podcast before. There was a the company telltale and I'm glad they went out of business. They probably went out of business for exactly what I'm talking about. So you'd get this game, right? Um, one of them was called the wolf among us. And that was basically like, what if all of the fabled, you know, beauty and the beast and you know little bo peep and all that kind of shit what if all these fabled characters moved to new york and lived in this part of town that was all grizzled so it was very dark sort of you know uh the big bad wolf is like the sheriff it was really really good but the idea is that when you're playing these telltale games you'd get the first episode you'd play for about two three hours it's kind of like a choose your own adventure what do you say what do you do and each one of these series would be five episodes long. So you pay, you pay like 20 bucks or 15 bucks for every episode. So you paid for a full length game. And by the time it's over, you get, you know, somewhere between like, let's say eight and 12 hours of story. But the thing was the story was over by the fifth episode. So one would come out like every two or three months. But then what telltale started to do was they started to make it so that you know, you'd play the entire first season and then there'd still be a cliffhanger. Then you're like every episode ends with a cliffhanger to keep you buying them until you get to the end of the story. But then what they started to do is they started to like, they would give you the story and every episode's cliffhanger, of course, because now you're just, I'm just on episode three. There's five episodes. Of course, it's going to be a cliffhanger. Make me excited for when the next one comes out. But they used to self-contain them. By the time you got to the end of episode five, the story was over. It was all wrapped up. You could do another season of it, but it'd be a new story, you know, the, whereas like they started to do like they, they, they were buying too many licenses. They were doing like game of Thrones, guardians of the galaxy, uh, Batman, uh, Jurassic park, uh, back to the future. Like they were buying all these big licensed ones and the stories were starting to get shittier and they would have them end with a cliffhanger. So that if they decided they wanted to do another season, you know, you'd, you'd be in for the next season and you're like, this is just, you're not giving me anything. That's what Loki was like. It was like every episode is like a little mini cliffhanger to get you to watch the next episode. Fine. But at the end of season one, it wasn't like, Hey, this, this part of the stories, like this, this particular arc is kind of wrapped up and then let's see what it progresses to. Right. There's no like, Oh, there's an end to this story and here's where we're at. Right. Like look at the Marvel movies. Every single one of them is part of a series, right? There's more shit going on. But at least that story was wrapped up within itself. Like the first kind of cliffhanger one, the Empire Strikes Back moment was like Infinity War. You know, there wasn't really any of them. They're like, oh, oh, better watch the next movie to find out what happens for this movie. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm finding. Am I just getting old and cranky? I don't know. I'm not angry. It's just it's it seems to me that like everything's more about the the hook. How do we keep people hooked for the next one? And I, I think that like, you know, you hook people by telling a good story so that when you go to do another story, people want to see it. Not that like, oh, I have to see it because they didn't finish telling me the story in the last one. You know what I mean? So whatever. I don't even know what the fuck I was talking about at this point. I thought, oh, Ivan, uh, hating the Marvel movies and my buddy being like, they're great. Um, Fast and the Furious sucks. I will say that Ivan, it sucks. It's stupid. I've made fun of it several times before, but so is superhero movies, but I, I just, I dig them. Ivan was telling me like when I was shitting on the James Bond movies, but I was shitting on the new ones, all the Daniel Craig ones, which are very stupid. Uh, some cool action stories make little to no sense to me. Um, you know, maybe I'm just stupid. I'm willing to, I'm willing to admit that. Cause it seems that a lot of the population likes these things. I like the action, but in terms of the story, like I remember the guy shoots some chick in the head who was with him for a long time. And then he's just like, you know, I, I think he liked the chick. He's trying to pretend like he didn't. And then they go, well, how do you feel about that? And he's like, waste of good scotch. And I was like, that chick was helping you. Now she just, she just got murdered. You don't care. 
right? There's the, there was that cute chick, Strawberry Fields or whatever her name was, very stupid name, who like the dude threw her in oil and then it's just some naked chick covered in oil on his bed. And he's like, Ugh. literally met her. They were at odds, fucked her like right away. And then she got, I don't know how you do it, James. They always fall for you. It's like, so stupid, so stupid, so stupid. But what do I, what do I know? I don't know nothing. I, I don't know nothing, you guys. Um, <laughs> I wonder if I can pause this the same way I can on the other recorder. I'm going to test that, see if I cre- create more work for myself. And resume. Um, sorry, messages coming in, guys. Got to address them. Busy man. I'm a busy man. <laughs> um, yeah, what else did we have happen? Uh, there was some crazy, yeah, so, so I, I can say thank you for the people who came out to my shows. I appreciate that. Um, there was some crazy dude after one of the shows. So Tommy Savitt, the headliner, the Tommy Llama, of course, um, we, uh, we were like, we were going to go out for, uh, you know, have a cigar or whatever. He, him and I are both whiskey guys. Um, I don't really drink anymore. My acid reflux has been so bad the last few months that I'm just I'm not pouring fire, not pouring the fire water down my throat. Uh, like I once did. So yeah, I mean, I, I drank, I drank one, one, maybe two ounces that day. And then, uh, and then he polished off the rest of a bullet, <laughs> bullet bottle, um, half bottle, but even still like half the size, it was full, but it was just like, yeah, I can't, I can't drink like that, man. My, my stomach can't take it. Um, so I would just remember, uh, anyways, we were, we were like, Hey, let's go out for, you know, we'll get a cigar and we'll, we'll have a whiskey and shoot the shit on the porch. Um, anyways, this, this happened the day after, uh, one of our shows, we had a guy come up to us after the show. He came up to Tommy, thank God, and was wearing like a pink, pink tank top inside, not really going out attire, right? You know, like you wear it outside if you're, if you're, you know, going for a walk or whatever. I don't know who am, who am I to judge, but I feel like if you're going into a place after dark, that's air conditioned, uh, you know, you should dress up more than a, just a tank top, right? Am I crazy? Correct me if I'm wrong. Contact at one man Um, so this guy comes up and he's like, Hey man, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. You were great to, to Tommy. And oh, you guys are both great. And I was like, Oh, okay. Thanks. And he was just like a little over the top. His energy was weird. And he starts like, you know, Hey, do you know? So-and-so like, where are you from? And Tommy's like Brooklyn. And he goes, Oh, do you know uh, so-and-so from Jersey? And he's like, no, <laughs> like, like, why would you know this guy? It's, it's like the same as like when someone's like, oh, you're Canadian. Do you know Steve from Canada? Like, oh yeah, the, the one Steve. Um, it's just stupid. So the guy's like, yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's this, that, and he's that, da, 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 da. he was in this movie, blah, 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 blah. You ever heard of him? He's in this movie. And then he turns around, he's like, well, like, I don't know. Cause I, 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 uh, I, I produced and directed that movie. So, you know, so it was like a, a way for this guy to talk about how he's, a producer director. Then he starts like bragging about this other shit. And I was like, all right, I'm done. Good night. See, like, like this was literally, uh, I also had Ivan and Peter there. So I was happy to see my buddies, not, uh, not this weirdo guy. So we, uh, we go downstairs. I have the, my one drink with my friends and, uh, and Tommy's over the other table talking to this guy as is my roommate Kamar and they're chatting with the guy. And I just, you know, said good night to, to my friends. I said a quick good night to them. The next day while I'm in the car with, uh, with, with Tommy, I'm asking him, so how'd things go with, uh, fucking Crockett there, Miami vice Don Johnson, whatever. And he's like, oh, he's telling us he's got, you know, money and he's produced a director and, and, uh, you know, he's got this, that, whatever. Like he's, he's showing us pictures of his uh, Lamborghinis and all this stuff. And I'm like, usually like, like guys like that, 
Like I, I had a feeling about this guy is full of shit right from the get go. There is the odd time where some eccentric lunatic is who he says he is. But the, but the fact is usually guys who are like that, both Tommy and I agreed. If you're bragging, like the guys who are the guys, they don't brag about what they have. They just, they got it. You know what I mean? You don't usually get to those heights by walking around bragging about what you've got all the time. It's usually like rappers, someone who just got it quick. You know what I mean? Insecure people need to brag about what they've got. So I, uh, I'm talking with Tom and he's like, yeah, he's showing us pictures of Lamborghinis. He's, he's saying he's got this, he's got that. It was just really funny to hear. And I'm like, my gut, I go, my gut told me the guy's full of shit. He's like, I know, I know, but there's always a small percentage of guys who might have, you know, you, you never know. I was like, okay, so you're right. You never know, whatever. So we get back to the house. Uh, we decided to come back here, smoke, uh, smoke and have our drink here. And Kamara's here and he's like, how about that guy last night? Hey man, he's like the real fucking deal. <laughs> like Kamar bought into it hook, line and sinker. And he's like, how about that guy, man, with all those Ferraris? Like, he's like, he's like, he asked me to be in one of his movies and I'm like, I'm going to be. So as, as Kamara's like saying, like, what do you think? Tommy's like, I'm not sure. I'm like, I, I just said, this guy's so full of shit. That's all I said. I said, this guy's so full of shit. I go, I go, I respect the fact that Tommy's like, ah, eh, you never know. But he's like a very suspicious. And Kamara's like, this guy's the real deal, man. Can't believe he, he's going to put me in one of his movies and all like all this shit. And then uh, as we're talking. I get a text from my buddy, Mike LeBlanc, who's like, here's some info on that crazy guy last night. I was like, oh shit, guys, here's an article. And it turns out the guy was uh, convicted of kidnapping his his ex-wife. He's been uh, to jail multiple times. He's a psychopath. Um, uh, it was so, so funny to read this article. And Tommy's laughing his ass. I can't believe it. So he's sitting in the back, we're having our cigars. He's reading through all these articles about the guy and learning. I can't, but we were, we were next to a sociopath. <laughs> like, you know, it uh, could have gone another way. Kamar's still like, I don't know, man. Maybe like, maybe he paid his debt and now he's making, I was like, oh my God, dude. Kamar's still like, Kamar still wanted to believe like this was his, 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 his ticket to the big time. You know what I mean? This, this crazy guy, you know, this rich man who shows up in a, in a pink tank top. And then when Tommy, when he's going to buy Tommy's bumper sticker, he didn't have enough money on him to, to buy the bumper sticker. So that was the, that was this, this millionaire millionaire just is full of shit. So funny. It was, it was, I found that absolutely fucking hilarious. Okay. Is that, that's basically my main takeaway As I had friends that came out to shows. We had a good time. And then some crazy guy, uh, duped my roommate and, uh, and, and made Tommy's ears perk up, but was very suspicious, which is funny. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. We had, we had our, our cigars in the back porch. We got rained out. We get halfway through these hour long sticks and then we get rained out. So we just stand under the, the, right against the wall under the roof trying not to get rained on went to a place called aladdin's bakery uh and we got ourselves some food a uh, pre uh, pre-smoke too these nice meat and cheese pies that are like a staple in ottawa these really really nice meat and cheese pies and i uh i didn't realize when i went in this is a huge thanks to a random angel in the world um the, i i didn't realize they were cash only i had cash in the car so we just parked we walked in and uh I was like, oh, shit, is a cash only? And the guy behind the counter is like, yeah, 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 absolutely. And uh, and I said, okay, cool. Just give me a second. I'm going out the car and get some cash. And this woman's like, don't worry about it. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, just don't worry about it. It's, it's okay. And I'm like, oh, no, I, I have money. I'm not I'm not broke or anything. Like, I'm I'm going to pay for it. She's like, no, 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 don't worry about it. It's on, it's on me. It's my. I was like, holy shit. You know, I was like, that's... And, and everything in my fiber of being was like, just don't let her pay for you. You have money. But she seemed to really want to do it. So I was like... Okay, 
okay, thank you very, I go, that's so kind. I go, who do I thank? And she's like, oh, like, like I was like asking like, you know, like, what's your name? You know, who do I thank? Cause I wanted to give her a little shout on the podcast and say this wonderful human being. So super nice. So super nice uh, of her. She bought my lunch. Like it was like 10 bucks, no big deal, but it was still incredibly kind, a very kind gesture, unnecessary guys that look like me don't usually have women buying them things. So, uh, that was, it was just, it was just a really nice, uh, gesture, very grateful to her and to the universe for deciding that on that day, I was worthy of it. Thank you very much. Um, just an overall great experience. I, I wanted to, to take the time to thank that person for that. Okay. Um, yeah, she's not even a onesie. I said I could make her onesie of the month, but I, yeah, I wouldn't have a name to tag to it. And she doesn't listen to the podcast. So, uh, yeah, shittiest movie, shittiest movie. I watched a movie called munchies. Uh, the cover of it shows like a woman in a red, well, doesn't even show the woman. It shows like waist down legs, right? Nice pair of legs, a skirt being blown up. So you don't see any booty or whatever. You get the idea. The skirt's blowing up and there's this like little critter thing with like a mohawk, you know, uh, staring up through her legs at whatever is under her dress. So it's supposed to be like these little fucking monkey things or whatever. I don't know. Like I, I thought it was just one dude. Um, but it said like munch. The, it wasn't the munchies. It was just munchies. And so this movie, uh, I guess these two, the acting was very, very bad in it. Very shitty, whatever. Um, it, it played a little like, it was kind of like gremlins meets, I don't know, something else stupid. Um, but yeah, there was a movie, there's a, there's like a comedy movie with Lonnie Anderson and, uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt in the nineties called Munchie. And it had the voice of Dom DeLuise as the main character, but he was very charming, funny. It was comedy. Um, this one munchies was like, they, these two guys find like on an archeological dig, they find some like alien thing. And they, uh, tr like, it's like almost like ET. There's actually a couple moments in it where they were seeming to spoof ET, but it's like, they throw like a chocolate bar in a backpack and it crawls in the backpack and they just steal it, take it home. No big deal. You just got an alien. You don't know anything about it. You may as well just take it home. Then, then the kids, you know, the young guy, he's like probably mid twenties sitting on a couch with his girlfriend when they get back to America and they're just watching TV and this thing's arm reaches out and starts playing with the remote. It's watching TV with them and they name him, uh, Arthur. I believe it's Arthur. Yeah. They name him Arthur and he's you know, saying his own name or whatever, like very kind of like ET ish wandering around the house, getting into stuff, whatever. Um, but he's wearing like, like a little cloak. He looked like a Jawa in the sense that like, you know, he had a little Brown cloak on. So again, it saves them on special effects. They just got like an arm, and stuff. And then, you know, finally the head comes out, whatever later. And just kind of looked, it looked, I don't even know how to describe what it looked like. Uh, it was brown skinned. I had like a bit of a crocodile kind of dinosaur looking face with like, with like tufts, you know, like, like a little Mohawk hair. So he's like nice and sweet. And he's just walking around at one point, the two, him and his girlfriend are fooling around in bed. And she's like, Oh my God, stop. Don't move so fast. And he's like, I'm not, I haven't done anything yet. And then it's like, Oh, Arthur, you're in the bed. And she's like, Oh, can't believe I got felt up by a space alien or something like, like it was just kind of like weird. They were, they kept trying to like titillize, but like there was never any nudity or anything even close to it in the movie. Um, and then I remember, uh, what was it? Um, at one point, the like evil next door neighbor like comes in cause he hears he's got something. He wants to try to steal it. And it like attacks, uh, like his little henchman who's like some stoner surfer kind of dude. And the guy like grabs Arthur and chops him up. <laughs> yeah. So it's fucked up, right? Like, like, you know, attacks him, shoots him with a shotgun 
and his like you know he's laying there and his stomach regenerates so he lives but then he attacks him again and he chops him up into like four or five pieces and then each piece regenerates into a new thing and at this point it's just evil so like that whatever good cute fun loving little arthur is now completely gone it's not like uh, it's not like gremlins where gizmo is the good guy but every time he gets wet he pops up you know it makes other ones and they're always bad right so this is just like chops them up and now they're all just every piece regenerates into its own thing. And he couldn't really speak English before. He was only speaking like Spanish. Now he, now all these other ones are like, Hey man, how's it going? Yeah. Red dude. Let's do it. And like, they just, they're, they're just voices. Their mouths don't move or nothing. It's very, it was really shitty production value. Um, but then they yeah, there's then just the rest of the movie is like constant instances, 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 Jesus, of of people having run-ins with these little critters and then it turns out like electricity is what kills them so like they touch electricity and they turn into these stone statues and not even like like a stone statue of like the position that they were in but they turn into like what clearly looks like one prefabricated fucking statue i don't know it was it was a terrible movie it was like i said it was like gremlins in that regard you know, like literally the end of the first movie where they're running around and causing havoc in different places. Like that's basically what it was, but a lot of like hacky character types. Like there's this one guy who owns a restaurant that's, that's run entirely by little people and they've done nothing wrong. Like they're not, there's a lot of people who were like getting murdered by these things that really didn't deserve it. And they were like the bad people never got theirs, which I found was odd. Not usually uh characteristic of these types of movies, but munchies, if you're looking for a shitty movie, it was on Tubi, uh, definitely worth, um, you know, checking out if you're looking for something goofy and eightiesy and weird 1987, I believe was the movie, but no, uh, actors in it whatsoever that were the slightest bit, you know, recognizable. It wasn't like, Oh, that's the guy who eventually nothing like that. Sorry. There's a potential job that I've applied for. I even spoke to the hiring person. Um, and just, just reaching out. Oh, there you go. If you heard the ping, that might be my response right now. Let's I'll see. Uh, cool. Okay. He wants me to give him a buzz. That's a good thing. I'm going to need his phone number though. Um, so yeah, maybe I'll have to pause this for a while. <laughs> didn't do this call, but I'll tell you guys how it goes. All right. I didn't expect a response that quick. BRB. All right. Well, that was a promising conversation. So I guess we'll see where that goes. What time is it? I keep pausing this thing to do shit. I think I started it at 1236 and we're over an hour mark already too. So I'm getting stuff done. Okay. So that Munchies movie, I told you about it. All right. I already talked about it. It's worth a look to see how stupid some of these early scenes are, but it's not worth riding out to the end. It was dumb. Like I, I think I turned around to print something and it went from like, they were all attacking to him to they was all over and they were dead. It was like, that didn't, that, that wrapped up real quick. Anyways. Um, so that was the shittiest movie guys. Munchies. Um, let's see here. Uh, let's do the top five. Let's do the top five and I'll give you back your lives. How about that? Uh, this week's top five is the top five things I least look forward to every year, but they're all subject to change. All right. So this just right now in my life, all right, the way things have been, these are the things I, I look forward to the least. Number five, tire swaps, hate them. Uh, hate, hate such a horrible word. I don't hate them. I really dislike it. So here's the thing. Oh, the phone's going off again. Oh, geez. It never, it never ends guys. It never ends. Such a popular dude. All right. And silent mode phone. So Tire swaps suck because in Canada we have to get winter tires and we have to get, uh, I'm going to fucking close the laptop. So it stops. I silence the phone and the laptop starts making noise. Let's get the cup real close to the mic here. 
Uh, I've been told that that is disgusting. Others are like, oh, it's so funny listening to you slurp. You know what? I don't know what's disgusting. It's sucking it in, right? I'm not, it's not like a sneeze or a burp or a fart. It's not projecting outwards. It's slurping inward like a vacuum cleaner. Vacuum cleaners aren't gross, right? They're pulling the dirt away. Anyways, um, <clears throat> so tire swaps suck because in Canada, we have winter, right? In a lot of places in Canada anyways. Um, and the whole idea is we got to switch from our, our regular tires to our winter tires, right? All seasons to winters. And so twice a year, the old way, okay, so here's a few things. All right. If you have to, if you only have the tires and you don't have the rims, it can get expensive doing a tire swap, right? I think I pay like 40 bucks, 40 or maybe $50 to have them swapped with the rims on because then they're just taking off the nuts, putting the new tire on vice versa. You know what I mean? That's it. Easy peasy. They just switch it out and done. <clears throat> so it's cheap and easy. Otherwise I have to strip the tire off the old rims, put it on the new rims, way more expensive things. I think it costs like 150 or something like that. Um, but the pain in the ass for me is like the old way, right? Is you put all your tires in your car, right? They switch them out, put them back in the car. Then you just, you know, bring them home and throw them in the shed or whatever. Now for some people that would be a fucking easy task. I was doing that for a few years and every single fucking year, um, Jason would have, would, would bury my tires in the back of the shed and put a bunch of shit in front of them. So every time I wanted to swap my tires, it wasn't as simple as just going to get my, um, my, my tires out of the car, you know, put them in the car. You have to also have to clean the room out in your car to get the tires in. Right. So it wasn't just like that simple. It was, I'd have to go and I dig everything out of the garage, leave it all outside. And I couldn't just leave it outside for three hours. Excuse me. <laughs> Did I mention I have allergies? Um, I could just take everything out and leave it outside of the shed, right? I'd have to put everything back in, right? Lock it, go, come back, take everything out, put my tires back in, put everything back in. It was just a gigantic task. So now what I do is I pay $80 twice a year for them to store my tires. So 40 bucks for the thing. So it basically costs me the same amount as if I didn't have rims. The only thing is that now, um, I don't have to, I don't have to clean up my car. I don't have to like, you know, get dirty carrying these giant tires to my freaking SUV. So I, I don't look forward to this time of the year before I used to hate it because it was like a ton of work. Now I pay eight, I pay $160 a year to not have to empty the garage or whatever the, the shed several times. So it's just, honestly, it sucks. That's a time I look, I don't look forward to because a, it's a pain in the ass to make the appointment because everyone's doing it. Then on top of that, it's, you know, it's a bigger expenditure than I would like, right. For the service that I'm getting, but you know, maybe someone has a suggestion. Hey, you have a suggestion for me? Contact at one podcast.com. I would love to hear it. Number four, Christmas. Um, not the whole season. I find the season fun and nice or whatever, but generally speaking, the, the couple of days before and then the day itself. So. Christmas is a pain in the ass because my mom always wants to do like some dinner or whatever. She can't really host it at her house. She doesn't have enough room for it or space. Um, I don't like hosting it here because uh, I don't know if my roommates are going to be here and they're giant pain in the ass. I don't like having a Christmas dinner when there's people around that I don't want around. Um, um, you know, my brother's been hosting it the last few times, so it's kind of nice to be able to go somewhere. But at the same time, like... I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Around that time of the year, it's it's... I used to really like... My friends and I, Jimmy, Mika, the, the spouses, Mel and Alex, of course, our friends, Jay and, and, uh, Chris, I don't know if she ever did it with us, but we had other people that would join us for us. We had Ryan and Leanne that would join. So we would do this like friends potluck, uh, dinner. And 
you know, we'd all bring something and it was a nice time for us all to see each other because it wasn't happening very much. Just lives get busy. You know, we weren't really doing our thing and we haven't really, the funny thing is like, I always end up with these, these stand up shows, you know what I mean? So like, I'll have a show that goes to like eight, but I'm like, fuck, it's eight o'clock on a Friday night. You know, it's over. I would drive to, to wherever the event is being held and like half the people had already left. It's like eight o'clock and everyone's already gone home. I'm like, but we got together for dinner. So for a while it was frustrating because I'm like, I'd like to see my friends, but they're all like, Hey, I'm working. And then they're already gone. We try to like make the plans now in like October, we start booking it because everyone's got different families and around that time of year. So we would like pick something like halfway through December to do kind of like a, a gift exchange and, and that kind of thing. Um, so it's difficult. I don't really get to do that. We haven't done that in a few years, or at least if we have, I haven't been a part of it. Um, just in terms of like, get there and like, everyone's gone. It's like, Oh, we already did the, the, the meal and the gift exchange. So, you know, here's a plate of leftovers and here's what your gift is like. Okay. That was a lot of fun. You know what I mean? So it's, it's disappointing. I'm not saying that there's no heart or love. It's just that like, unfortunately it's disappointing. So I don't look forward to it. And then the last like four or five Christmases, like Christmas day themselves, I've been by myself. Um, for whatever circumstances, like I don't, I, I not waking up to do the whole Christmas morning thing with family. My mom, you know, my mom can't, can't really facilitate that at her house. My brother doesn't facilitate it at his house. I can't facilitate it here. Can't have everybody staying here. Right. So like a lot of times, you know, Jason and Kamar and Simon are gone for Christmas, which is great. They're with their families, but I don't really have like a Christmas day tradition. I, when I was with crystal, we would wake up in the mornings uh, and you know, do the Christmas or kids, her, the kiddos, uh, the, the, her family would stay over. So it was like a really nice experience. Like Christmas became really, really special. And then of course we hit like a rough patch in our relationship and, you know, um, I didn't really, you know, I didn't, I didn't do that with them because her family and I, I guess didn't gel. Um, so I just kind of be by myself on Christmas. And then the last few years, you know, COVID everything like that, um, and even before it, it's just been kind of like, I, I don't look forward to Christmas because it's, it was a time that was really, really special. I got to see my friends. I could spend time with, with, with my lady and the kiddos. And then, uh, and then it just kind of went to this whole, like, no, I'm just by myself on Christmas. My I'm, I'm, I'm working. So I miss out on the time with my friends. Uh, my family's not really, we don't have a spot where we can all go and sleep together and wake up. Um, it's kind of got like that, that single on Valentine's day feel. So I'm not looking for like sympathy. Like I said, I, I'm, that was the one that I was referring to when I said, Hey guys, and this is all subject to change. Like, you know, Christmas kind of sucked for the last few years. Um, it's difficult. It's a lot of planning. It's a lot of difficulty. Everyone, it's like almost like Thanksgiving where everyone seems to like, for some reason, like be in a mood or fight or something. I don't know. Um, so I'm looking forward to better Christmases ahead, but for the time being, Christmas is kind of uh, a very lonely. Um, I don't, I'm not like at home crying or anything. I'm just, I wake up on Christmas morning. I'm by myself in the house. I'll do whatever it is I'm going to do. Um, you know, uh, and I, I get, I get through the day. I don't like drink my, I don't drink or do drugs or anything. It's just kind of like, all right, it's just, it's just another day. Um, so yeah, Christmas number four, one of the times that I look least forward to. Uh, in the year. Number three, web hosting and podcast services time. Yeehaw. You know, I don't like that guys. Um, I was telling you about it earlier, just in the fact that there's like a lot of, a lot of fees and stuff. I pay a shitload of money, um, just to keep, uh, the, the web services and the podcast services and all that, uh, going. Um, it's just, it's, it's, necessary. I'm not like, Oh fuck. The, the reason it's part of the year that I look the least forward to is that they both 
are yearly subscriptions and they both fall in the same month. So I think I pay like 300 and something, um, dollars for like, uh, the, the web hosting and email services for like my websites and stuff. And then on top of that, I pay another hundred and something dollars, uh, for the Podbean thing. And all of these are in us dollars, which means that they're like 30%, 40% more expensive, uh, uh, 30 closer to 30% more expensive Canadian. So like what ends up being like 400 and some dollars American ends up being like 600 bucks. So it's like, it's like I have an extra monthly car payment that month. So it's just a tight month. You know, you work hard. I don't know. It's not the end of the world. I just hate that month because it's just like bang and it's stuff. That's all. It's just there all the time. You know what I mean? Like my services are just there. The things I use daily. It, it's, it's like, it would be as if, you know, your cell phone bill was once a year and you're just like, Oh, that's time for my $1,200 thing. It's just, it creeps up on you. I'm never expecting it. So it's always just like, Ugh. every time I think I'm like, yeah, I'm starting to get a little bit of, Oh, okay. Right. That's this month. That's this month. Alrighty. So uh, that's just why it's one of my, it's just an expensive month. It's one of my least favorite times of year. Number two taxes, whenever the fuck I get to them, my taxes are one of the times a year. I look the least forward to why, because of what I explained earlier in this episode, how I have to fucking type and whatever I told you about it. I'm not even going to bother putting you through it again, but the amount of work and reporting and, and, and processing and data entry and printing and organizing and, and filing. It's a lot of work. So I don't look forward to it every year. And then, mm. Excuse me. Number one, least uh, things I look least forward to every year. Number one spot, allergy season. That's right. I, as I also mentioned, am struggling with allergies. And this is the first time I think in my life that I've been doing my taxes at the same time that I've been getting my allergies. So I'm extra grumpy, which is probably why at four o'clock in the morning when I was coming up with this list, I was trying to think of like, I remember Googling like, oh, top five allergens because I was so, I was, I felt so shitty. And I'm like top five things people are allergic to or whatever, but I'm like, I'm just Googling random shit. It's not even my list. <clears throat> and I'm like, I'm like, I fucking hate this time of year so much. I hate this time of year so much. The allergies are so bad. And then I, I was like, I was like, I should get the podcast done. I'm like, looking at the desk is covered in taxes. I'm like, I fucking hate doing taxes too. That's also another bad. And boom, the list was generated. <laughs> top, top five things I look forward to least in a year was born. And allergy season is a particularly bad one for me because in Canada, at least in, in the part of Canada that I live, when we have winter and snow and stuff, we get like a few nice months a year. We get, you know, June, July, August, and September. And I get my allergies at the height of the nice weather, the longest days kind of thing. Um, well, not at the height. Things are starting to flower and pollinate because the days are getting a little shorter. We're over the, the hump there. But the whole thing is, is from mid-August all the way to the end of September when the ragweed's out, I... And doped up. So I have the option of either having my head being a swamp. So just, you know, goo coming out of my fucking sinuses and sneezing and coughing and blowing my nose and sore throat and all that. I have the choice of either that or I can be so doped up on meds <clears throat> that I just want to go to bed all the time. I'm just so tired. I can't focus. I'm drowsy. And I live like that for a good 45 days. So it sucks. It sucks. And you're, and you're almost back and forth between two drowsy, drowsy. And then when you wake up, you're like, oh, everything hurts again. Cause the, the drugs wore off. And so I'm itchy and da, da, da. it's just not a good time uh, of year. And like I said, it's a shame because everything's nice. Like I want to be outside. It's like the weather's nice. You know, it's good days. You're like, yeah, let's go outside. You go outside. You're like, oh, fuck the pollen and run back inside. Like, it's just, it sucks. I was getting allergy shots for a while, but that fell apart. And honestly, this episode's long enough that I won't go into that. Cause that'll just piss me off. Wow. An hour and 17. When you think you got nothing to say, Josh, you can just go at it for a long time. So 
Anyways, that's my top five list. And number five, right? So again, top five things I least look forward to every year. Number five, tire swaps. Number four, Christmas. Number three, web hosting and podcast service renewals. Number two, taxes. Number one, allergy season. I lose 45 days to discomfort and drowsiness. I plow through. It's not the end of the world. And the funny thing is like <clears throat> my, my, my meds only take away like 80% of the symptoms. So I'll still have like an itchy nose. I'll be rubbing my nose a lot. I'm like fucking these meds aren't doing anything. And then when I don't take them and my fucking eyes are like red and runny and my throat hurts and I'm fucking sneezing and all this stuff, it's like, oh no, they were working. They just didn't completely alleviate it. So, you know, do you guys have that experience in allergy season? Have you found anything that works for you? I do a mix of Benadryl and like reactin areas, like the two different kinds of, you know, antihistamines, but like you can take the two, you can't take two of the same kind apparently, but you can take two different ones. So like I'll take a 24 hour one and then I'll take a Benadryl when shit gets really bad. And I'm just like, fuck it. I'd rather be asleep than suffering like this. So what, what do you guys take? What, what works for you? Contact at one man coming up this week. I got a hang day with Mickey, which is me great on Friday. Her and I are going to pick a shitty movie to watch and review. We are. And if you guys have a suggestion for us, please send it, but we're going to pick a shitty movie. We are going to play some video games together, and then she's going to be uh, my co-host for next week's podcast. So she's going to come co-host the podcast with me next week. I'm very excited about that. Uh, Thursday, I got car servicing. Hooray! More money spent. Uh, but that's my week. Um, still just banging away on taxes. I got some good things uh, hopefully coming down the pipeline. Again, I just stopped this podcast midway through to take a phone call. That sounds promising. Again, when I have something to tell you, I will. Um, but in terms of, uh, for this week, I, I think that's about it gang. Thank you to everyone who came out to my shows and support. I really appreciate that. It was nice to see you. Um, thank you for the kind person who bought me lunch, even though I didn't need you to. Um, thank you to, uh, to everyone who's listening. Thank you, uh, to the Marvel fans. Thank you to the fast and furious fans, whomever you are. And I uh, would love to hear from you guys again. Congratulations, Max onesie of the month, very coveted title that everyone wants to win. Apparently. Um, thanks for listening guys. I hope you have a great week and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Mm-hmm.